way. Yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. I pissed out on Netflix, I'm sick of the news. I sign up to Sky, but I don't wanna pay. I've been on furlough since May. <laughs> now I'll go and listen to a cockney attitude. <laughs> Welcome back to our Vida's In Again yeah. podcast. This is episode number 16, and it is me, your genial host, Mr. Andy Sledge, and my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. George Bradley. <laughs> oh. George, how the devil are you? Yeah, pretty good, you know, another week. Uh, sun shining, been out a few times. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. Got a bit more. Got a bit more of a ro- got a bit more of that rosy tan going on there. Yeah, yeah, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Thought you thought you'd wear the white shirt today to try and show it off. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I've got to top up the redness, the the uh, tomato head. Yeah, I've got to top it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's been a bit of a quiet one for me too, mate. There's not been much going on, unfortunately. So following, following. The excitement of last week's episode, where you were recounting the details of your fantastic holiday, um, yeah. and you're now back to reality. Yeah, yeah, a bit of on, online shopping and uh, TV. I watched that. Did you watch that that thing, the Sean Bean thing in the jail? I did. You know what? I, what? What I couldn't get my head around is you're so used to Sean Bean being like, you know, this hard guy. And you're like, he's getting bullied. You, you can't bully Sean Bean. What were you uh, doing? <laughs> well, have you did you die for him to hit him? I mean, you did eventually, but you know. Well, I think we mentioned this. This was obviously we mentioned this last week, didn't we? Because Sean Bean was married to young yeah, uh, yeah. young Hazel, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. So um, and then we talked about it last week that so Sean Bean was in was in another thing with Stephen Graham where he played. Yeah. Uh, a trans, transvestite. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Transsexual, yeah. whatever. And um, yeah, so I mean, um, I've actually I've met that Stephen Graham a couple of times. He's a nice fella. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, he went. He goes to the cage fights. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's um, his friend is like part of the promotions team of one of the shows that I used to do in Leicester. And um, I remember I was doing this. I was I was at the show and I was doing I was in the cage and I had the microphone. And I'm like, you know, there's not many things can put me, you know, I've been doing this a long time now, and there's not many things that will put me off. And I was like that, and I just turned around, and I looked into the front row, and sat in the front row was Goldie and Stephen Graham ah. next to each other. And I was like that. Well, fuck me. Look at that, like, I'd sort of, you know, put me off me stride for a bit. But yeah, I had a chat with them, like, backstage, and that, a really nice guy, so. So, yes. Yeah. But yeah, that um, that Sean Bean thing. Yeah, I binge watched it in one night. Yeah, yeah he's so timid. He's so in the, when he goes into the prison, I'm thinking, oh come on, what's yeah, wrong bites, with you? Come on. No, spoiler alert! In three, two, one. Yeah, when he bites the <laughs> so he fucking he comes back and he like after being bullied for a while, he fights back um, yeah. and he punches your man in the face. 
and then bites him on well, his bites his ear off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next time, next time he's on the phone, mate, he work, mate, yeah, yeah. Work, work, waits patiently in the queue, doesn't he? He's like, he's not pushing yeah, yeah. anymore. So yeah, it's uh, no, he, really, really he was a horrible fucker. That guy, the one who was trying to bully him. Oh. Well, apparently, prisons aren't full of very nice people. No, yeah, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yes, so uh, not much, um, not much to uh, recount. Um, I'm trying to stick to my diet, back training again, making some gains on the training. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, liking that. But yeah, apart from that, slipped off the diet badly yesterday. Um, yeah, but it ended up eating Krispy Kreme donuts and everything yesterday. It was like it was like having a big crack binge. You know what I mean? I had three Magnum ice creams yesterday. That, that was oh, pretty did you? good. I'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> I went out to the shop. I bought five of them. So well, I've, got, I've got a couple more to get through. I'll give you a tip. Yeah. Are they real yeah. genuine Magnums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, white chocolate ones and uh, I think the almond ones I got. Oh, little broth, right? I'm telling no, you. No, no, no. I got them from the local Asian supermarket. Yeah. No, but listen, go Littles, right? You want to buy ice cream, go Littles. So they in Littles, they have got like fake Magnums and fake Soleros that taste yeah. better than real Magnums and real oh. Soleros. So I've got a big, big, big little at Tottenham Court Road. I might yeah, I'm telling you. Right, go Littles, right? Go to Littles and, um, and get, so they do the fake Magnums, the caramel ones. You get like four in a box for like 90 pence. Yeah? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake Soleros, again, you get three in a box for like a quid and they're both yeah. absolutely a million times better than uh, the real thing. So I'm a big fan of Lidl's. I never was. And then I went, when I moved here a few years ago, the closest supermarket's a Lidl, and I got pretty addicted to Lidl stuff, mate. There's some good... Like, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a massive one um, just by Warren Street in Tottenham yeah. Road. It used to be Sainsbury's. That closed down. And they, it's a Lidl now, and they made it even bigger. I yeah. think they knocked, they knocked through next door to the PC world. So they've um, it's absolutely enormous, you know? Well, get yourself down there, mate, and you can check it out. So, yeah, yeah. if any of our listeners would care to give us any feedback about the quality of Little's ice cream or <laughs> even the podcast, then we, yeah, welcome, yeah. we welcome you to contact us with feedback, constructive criticism, and or just plain old abuse. And you can do so on again at gmail.com. That's our Vidazin again at gmail.com. Please do follow us on all our social media platforms. Our Instagram is at Alvidazin Again Podcast. That's Instagram at Alvidazin Again Podcast. Our Twitter is at Alf Again. Our Twitter is at Alf Again. Uh, please do like and share our Facebook page, which is Alvidazin Again Podcast. And please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is of Zane Again podcast. So when you, you go into YouTube, search of Zane Again podcast, go to the channel, click subscribe, and also click the bell, and that will alert you to any new episodes that we produce. Um, if you are a fan of listening in the car or you just don't like the cut of mine and George's facial jibs. 
which is understandable, um, then please do feel free to tune in on audio. We are available on all good audio platforms, uh, all good podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Breaker, and many, many more. So our new episodes are released every Friday at 10 a.m. And mm. our theme music, as always, is composed and performed by Mr. Lee Dosky. So please do us a favour. Yeah, to help us with all of the algorithms and all of the podcast platforms, please do like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. Um, so um, we are sponsored, as always, by our friends down at Top Gun Tattooing. This is number 12, the Harris Arcade in Reading. Their website is topguntattoo.co.uk and their telephone number is audible 1899-968-667. And as always, we have a couple of fantastic offers for the listeners of the podcast. Offer number one is the 20% discount. And you can get this by contacting Zach from Top Gun Tattooing. And uh, if you use the code Hadaway and Shiteman, and uh, that will get you your 20% discount off any tattoo with Zach, who is an award-winning tattooist, but like I say, does have a bit of metal in his cheek now and looks a bit of a twat. <laughs> so, as I said to you last week, as well as saying Zach Hadaway and Shiteman, tell him that he looks like a bit of a knobhead with his dermal piercing. And, oh, a bit of a spot on my nose there. And I forgot to post, I forgot to post up the posts on our social media platforms last week, but I will not forget and I will do it this week for our giveaway competition. So our giveaway competition ah. is this for the over the next few weeks is to win this genuine signed copy picture of the uh, the crew, the seven from season three in Arizona. So if you wish to if you wish to win this genuine signed copy of the um of the picture of the seven in Arizona, what do you need to do? Well that's a very good question. And the answer is very, very simple. You need to go to our social media platforms. And I promise that at some point uh, over the next couple of days, I will post up on the social media platforms. There will be on both Facebook on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, I will post up a special competition giveaway post. And in order to win the genuine signed uh, uh, copy uh, of <laughs> the um, of the picture of the uh, Magnificent Seven in Arizona, what you need to do is you need to obviously follow us on social media. You need to like the post. You need to tag three of your friends in the post and you need to share the post. So on Facebook, share it to your timeline. On uh, Twitter, retweet the tweet. And on Instagram, share that post to your story and tag us in that share. So we will know. You can enter as many times as you like. And we will announce the winner in a few weeks' time. So... There we go. That is all of the relatively boring stuff out of the way. So, George, episode 16 of the podcast, but this is for season two, episode number three, A Law for the Rich. Rich. Now, this episode was first broadcast on the 7th of March, 1986. 
Now there are uh, there are a couple of um, well, there's one person in particular who is introduced to the cast yeah. who I will be going over later on when we see him. There are um, also a few different uh, locations that are used, and I will um, outline those as we go along. But, so the episode opens, they are on the way to Thornley Manor, and um, they are, well, it's Wayne's car on the motorway. BMW. <laughs> Wayne's with his Wayne sun visor. And um, we have um, a Wayne, Bomber and Moxie. And they overtake Dennis's camper van on the motorway. And so Moxie is, you know, in the back. He's having a nice chat. He says, that's a nice motorway. I bet it really shifts. And then Bomber says, well, I wouldn't try to prove it if I were you, Wayne. There's a police <laughs> car on your tail. And as soon as Moxie hears that, Moxie <laughs> puts himself down into the back seat. And Bomber has a look over and um, Bomber has a look over and, and, and has a look over his shoulder and has a look and can see. And obviously, you know, so I think here, you know, right here, Bomber knows something's not, you know, ringing true. With Moxie, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's going to keep his trap shut. So, um, anyway, the, the, the police car passes them, and Bomber says, You lucky bugger, you are winning. They must have bigger fish to fry. Fish to so, fry. <laughs> I don't know why he's saying that, um, because, you know, Wayne's not illegal, but anyway. So, yes, they, um, apart from the fact that we later find out he may not have. Um, he may not have been completely truthful and honest about when he was bringing the car yeah. country. So the, they all pull into the services and they go for something to eat. So um, they're basically they, um, they, they, they all go into the services, they get something to eat and they find a free table and, and, and you know, and, and they, you know, they're carrying their trays of food in and, and Neville starts speaking and he says, I, he says, we're talking on the way up about Barry, well, at least about Hazel postponing the win. And, uh, and Wayne pipes up and he says, I know a bit about that as it happens. And Dennis says, how would you know? And he says, well, as I was given the lovely Hazel a lift back to her place, she invited me in. Before Barry showed up, she told me the whole situation. And Oz jumps straight away to the, to the conclusion that Wayne would have shagged Hazel. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, you mean poor bloody Barry got back and found you two ensconced? It's no wonder the wedding's off. Surprised Oz knows a big word like ensconced. <laughs> well, he, he actually does come up with so you know his vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vocabulary isn't actually too bad. Yeah. On some occasions. Um. Anyway, Wayne's quite offended. He says, "Bollocks, Oz! I wouldn't jump a mate's bird not at three in the afternoon." And Oz says something really funny. He says, "Well, just as well for him, it wasn't half past, isn't it?" Um, <laughs> And Wayne, you know, tries to be serious. He says, look, she needed someone to confide in, all right? She thought I was his best mate or something. Noel says, so what did she say? And he says, she needed time to think. Was it for the right reasons? Reevaluate the relationship, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, she's got cold feet. And Oz persists with his, um, with his perspective. And he says, well, if you know that, you must have had your leg over. Leg over. And Wayne says, all right, end of story. I shouldn't have mentioned it, should I? And Bomber says, funny though, whenever us lot get, get together, it spells trouble for someone. 
And <laughs> what are we doing back together? And Oz says, because we're misfits, man. We're drifters. And he sort of stands up and he looks out the window. And um, he t- does, he take, does he take a photo? I think he takes a photo. He goes to a bloke's table and looks a bit bemused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he's just, you know, this, you know, this bloke's like sitting there, like minding his own business. And next thing, <laughs> Oz trying to be, you know, all spiritual next to his table. And he's like, we're drifters on the highway of life, as Merc- Merle Haggard would have said. And Moxie says, he says, I don't say it that way myself. He says, no, we're drifters. Yeah, he says, but that's because we're free spirits, rebelling against a system that wants to grind us down. I think comradeship's got a lot to do with it, and it c- c- counts for me anyway. That's why I'm here, not just to help out Barry, but to be with you lot. And he says, even you, Oz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I says, oh, thank you. And he says, uh, and then he says, I'm going to get a door. And Moxie says, I'm going to get a donut. And he stands up and leaves the table. And all of the lads are a bit perplexed. He says, strange lad, that, that, that lad. Dennis says, and, and Neville says, you know, he says, all the time I've known Moxie, I think that's the longest speech I've ever heard him. <laughs> yeah. And he says, well, if he was that keen to see us, then his life must be pretty bloody desperate, mustn't it? And Wayne says, no, Moxie's right. We're, we're free spirits embarking on a new adventure with a magnificent seven. And Dennis says, you will bring her. And they all laugh. Mm. And, and Oz says, well, yeah, he's got about the same amount of hair. And Dennis takes it in his stride. He says, aye, very funny, very funny. Aye. He says, look, he says, we're not going off to repel some marauding Mexicans, you know. We're only going back to lay bricks for a couple of months. And Oz says, oh, aye, we might as well be in Mexico. We might be bloody Derbyshire. That's in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? And then Wayne straight in decides, he says, I'll be horse buckholds. And um, he says, because like he was the youngest and best looking, wasn't he? Um, um, sorry. Yeah. And, and, and he says, aye. And Oz says, aye, but he was also the most boring bastard, wasn't he? And Wayne, Wayne's mm-hmm. like, all right, all right. He was, he was the one that was always tagging along. The other six kept having to tell him to piss off. <laughs> anyway, Neville says, I think Barry should be Yule Brenner because he's the one that brought us together. And Bomber shakes his head. He says, I can't see that somehow. He's not a natural leader, is Barry. And Oz says, I, James Coburn, me, because he was, uh, and then he, he um, this is, and then, so this is the funny, this is where, and so Oz leans across, like he's just sitting there talking, and just as if it's the most natural, normal thing in the world, he just leans across to the other bloke's table. And just takes the <laughs> off his plate. That's it. <laughs> and, then, and, and then slips the knife into his boot. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, so he's, uh, he, he, you know, he says, James Corbin me, because he was cool and, uh, and laconic, and uh, wasn't he? And, he, and, you know, he's, and, and obviously this bloke on this table is thinking, what on earth? And so Neville says, well, if the situation's vacant, I'll be Steve McQueen. And Wayne says, no, hold on, I forgot about him. He says, oh, we? And Oz says, no, you piss off. You chose the kraut, so you're stuck with him. Did, did you notice for that, it's the first time, instead of saying Eric, they said well, kraut. That's yeah. not actually true. Oh, really? All right. It did say that on IMDb. I'll give you that one. Yeah. You've done your research. But do you remember... When, I mean, this is just one example off the top of my head. But do you remember when Oz was with Uli in the Tivoli? And um, and he said... And he, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're and he right, sat there right. and he goes, he goes, oh, it's strange this. She goes, what? And he goes, you know, I've always hated Krauts. And she goes... That's it, yeah. What? And he goes, 
you know, crowds, crowds. Like, That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they are right that they do, they did use the word Eric the majority of the time, but there was a few times. But that was on the building site, probably, yeah. They had to on the exactly. building site. The, the word kraut was indeed used a few times. But um, he said, but like, there you go. So Oz says, piss off, you chose the kraut, so you stuck with him. Bomber says, where does that leaves me? And Wayne says, Charles Bronson in it. Oh. Says, no, man. Says, there was a big fella, man. No, was, was was one of them. Nobody could ever remember his name. And Oz says, aye, aye. Anyway, so... And then Oz, so Oz has got another knife that he's using to eat his dinner that's covered in bean juice and egg yolk and everything like that. <laughs> starts tapping it on Dennis's sleeve. That's it. <laughs> Dennis is like, so anyway, he's like, I can see your face. And, and he's like, fucking Dennis, like, how am I, you pillock? And yeah, and like Oz is just like off in this other like little realm. He's like, he's, he, you know, he's thinking away and he's trying to remember. He's like, I can see his face, it's on the tip of me. And he says, how are you, Pillock? He says, I can see him. He says, oh, well. He says, let me know my, Bomber says, oh, well, let me know my my name if you ever remember it. And Neville says, well, he's Bronson and Robert Vaughan for Barry and Moxie. Wayne says, Robert He's obviously before phones when you could just Google it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, um, and he says, Robert Vaughan, he's the one that lost his bottle but redeemed himself at the finish, weren't he? In fact, yeah. you know what I was thinking? I was trying, maybe he's going to have a wee look at the Magnificent Seven this week. See, because I mean, I, I must have watched it a few times when I was a kid, but you know, yeah, yeah. life of me. But they did a remake of it, didn't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was absolutely shite. Yeah, I, absolutely I, shit. Uh, yeah, a yeah. remake is usually shit. Yeah, yeah I couldn't, like, I, I remember trying to watch it, I couldn't. Um, yeah. Anyway. So um, he says, ah, he's the, Robert Vaughan, he's the one that lost his bottle and redeemed himself at the finish, weren't he? And I says, ah, Bronson was the enig enigmatic one, wasn't he? Deadly-like, but enigmatic. And then Moxie, Moxie comes back to the table and sits down. And they're all like, agreed then? Aye, Bronson. Moxie, and Wayne says, you're Charles Bronson, Moxie. And he's like... <laughs> He's like, obviously walked in, hasn't got a clue what the conversation's been. He's like, you what, why? He says, because Nate Bugger can fathom you out. So, um, they are, um, we cut to the manor. Uh, yeah, the jag. Yeah, so we've got the jag, and it's Ali Fraser with his scumbag of a solicitor. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Malcolm Holwood. And, um, I was actually just looking up Malcolm Hallwood there. So the actor who uh, played Malcolm Hallwood, he, he he actually died not long after. He, he was in Spender. He was in uh, When the Board yeah. Came In. And he was also oh, yeah. a few things he started. As is a couple of these characters have all yeah, been yeah, yeah. Uh, When the yeah. Board Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started acting like 1972. And then he did a few things that I've never heard of. But he was in, he, he had a, he was in when the weather board comes in. It was obviously obviously in pet, and then had a bit in spender, and then I think he died not long after that. So there's not mm. much, unfortunately, to talk about with him. But I mean, he is the more the more that I see of Malcolm Hallwood, the bigger a scumbag I believe he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he is. You know, there's that bit in uh, Breaking Bad where he's talking about. He goes, "You don't need a criminal lawyer." He goes, "You need a criminal lawyer." And, um, <laughs> and uh, like he is as bent as a nine bob note, is uh, Malcolm Hall. Mm. So yes, if you if you if you were ever up to any kind of dodgy dodgy stuff going on, then um, this would definitely be 
um, the lawyer that you would need. So anyway, so Ali and um, Malcolm Holwood are outside Thornley Manor and, and Ali says the photographs didn't do the place justice. It's even bigger than I imagined. And There's big bazes there as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, big bazes driving. And he says, you know, Ali, I've always thought that Victorian architecture was a gesture of their confidence rather than their taste. And, and Ali says, ah, well, anyway, Malcolm, 100 years ago, there would have been one family living in this place, co-owner, probably. Picture it, that there's, there's a thousand wretches slaving away underground for 100 hours a week for a bowl of dripping. And he's up here supping claret and playing billiards after dinner. And then he has a little chuckle to himself, though, and he goes, those were the days, eh, son? Um, I, did, I did read, that, didn't they, um, they built a little bit onto it, didn't they, to make it look it, more... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So there's like a, like it's like a tower, and we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So when like there's a bit when they look down the driveway, like they look at top of the house yeah. down the driveway, and you see the tower, and it looks like something out yeah. of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll point that out um, when it's on screen later. Um, so Malcolm Hallwood continues says, "As point of fact, I think most of the in- I think most of the industry around here was steel." And Ali says, "Well, times change. Most of Kenny Ames's money came from pornography." And Holwood says, did he ever actually live in the house? And he says, I think he spent a few weekends here before the fraud squad caused his hasty departure to Malaga. And then Holwood says, the fraud squad's my main concern, Ali. Any transaction involving his property is going to show straight up on their computers. And Ali says, so they can't freeze his assets? Thanks to our great British judicial system, a man is innocent until proven guilty. And, is, and Kenny Ames will be innocent until the day he dies. He dies. <laughs> provided he dies in Spain. He dies in Spain. <laughs> and so Holwood says, it, it draws attention to you. He says, I mean, they're not going to fail to notice that the sale price is way below market value. That's fraud, Ali. You're avoiding capital gains tax to say nothing of stamp duty. And Fraser says, look, my survey report will show that this building is riddled with dry rot, rising damp and woodworm and horribly, possibly even death watch beetle. He's lucky I'm taking it off his hands. And then so Malcolm Allwood says, you haven't had a survey. And, um, and he says, I haven't even had time to conduct the normal searches. And, um, and he starts picking crumbling bits of stone. Um, and uh, Ali says, he says, well, he says, my survey report will show exactly what I wanted to show, my friend. I guarantee that. <laughs> so we're obviously setting up the premise that this is a dodgy deal. So they then uh, pull into the cross keys. Yeah. And obviously the, the two lawyers start sniffing around each other like a pair of feral dogs. Um, uh, he walks in and the lawyer's like, Mr. Fraser, I'm Clarkson representing Mr. Ames. And he says, Mr. Holwood representing Mr. Fraser. How do you do? How do you do? So the lawyers are getting together. The, the Kenny Ames's lawyer and Ali's lawyer are getting together to finalise the deal. So we cut and we see um, the camper van and the BMW on the road and the music that's playing you know, is a sort of magnificent seven... Seven in the beginning, yeah, yeah. Style of music, yeah? So, you know, they're, yeah. um, they're going along. Anyway, so this is where you said before there, George, so they pull up at the manor, and we this is where we see the tower that is built mm. by the crew. So, like I say, I personally think it wouldn't look out of place on the top of Hogwarts, this tower. Yeah, so yeah. 
it's um yeah it's it, and it, they, they've, they've done a good job of making it look old they've covered it in like basically what looks like green mold and stuff so they pull up outside and Wayne says, you know, sarcastically, he says, yes, this reminds me very much of my gaff in Tilbury. Not so much gardens, <laughs> mind you. On the other hand, I don't suppose they have the pong from the lino factory. And Moxie says, I lived in a place like this once. And Oz says, bollocks. And he says, I did. It was a Borstal dear. It was a Borstal near Prestatin. I don't know where mm. that is. Sounds like somewhere in North Wales or something. Um, and Neville says, what's pl Ali planning to do with it? And um, but I was, I was going to say, you know, the connection with Moxie. Why I said I, I lived in a place like this when he was uh, the prison scene was filmed inside, wasn't it? When he was that's plastered. right with the with the campus prison officer known to man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so technically Moxie did live there because that was the scene. <laughs> that was the scene for Moxie's open prison before he left. Mm. Um, so Neville says, what's Ali planning to do? And Dennis says, timesharing units, they call him. He says, all self-contained, like he says, I will put in lots of bathrooms and kitchenettes. And Neville says, lots of work. He says, well, there's stacks of overtime, I, because he wants the job done fast. So I wouldn't reckon on seeing your Brenda too often, mate. And he says, fine by me. And this is like a little crack in the relationship. And Dennis says, oh, don't tell me you're heading for the Broken Homes Club as well, are you? He says, no, I've <laughs> not. He says, I'll just be glad to get me head down and get some solid graft in. And so Oz and Moxie go having a walk around the back, trying to get in. And, um, and they're trying the doors and Moxie's like, see if this opens. And that's when Oz produces the knife again from his boot that he, that he, yeah. that he, that he half inched from the services, which, you know, was a, you know, could obviously see the future, could, uh, could Oz there. And he says, watch and learn. And so he, he uses the knife to, to Jimmy open the window. And um, so it cuts back to the front and Bomber says, what's the drill, Dennis? Are we supposed to wait around till, till he shows up? Bomber could, he goes, Bomber could murder a Murder a pint. <laughs> and Wayne says, we passed a nice little pub in the village. He says, aye, well, you lads go down there. I'll have to stop here, man. He says, where's Oz? And Neville says, where's Oz and Moxie? And Wayne says, water in the geraniums, I suppose. And he shouts around the corner, hey, Oz, Mox, come on, we're going down the boozer. So, um, round the back, you see Oz and Moxie slipping into the window and the nosy hag is walking a dog and uh, is watching. With, with Jasper. <laughs> yeah, um, Mrs. Mrs. Bellamy. So she turns out yeah. to like to stick her nose into other people's business. Anyway, so Dennis says, hey, Bomber, don't let the lads make a day trip, trip of this mind, will you? And he says, leave it to me, Dennis. I'll keep them in order, pint and a pie. And as they walk off, they hear sounds coming from the house. And they're a bit like, uh, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, Neville says, hey, Den. So I thought you said the place was empty. And Den says, oh, aye, man. He says, apart from the monster. You know, I didn't want to let you know about that in case it frightened you off, like, you know. Anyway, so the door opens and Oz and Moxie are stood there and Oz is like looking like Lurch. And Oz puts on a funny accent. He says, what are you peasants doing on my property? There's a notice what clearly states that members of the working class will be exterminated. Now, piss off. So they are, uh, and they all have a bit of a giggle at Oz's joke. So, cut to the village. And Mrs. Bellamy are nosy 
posh old, uh, a nosy posh lady with the dog, Jasper, starts, Jasper, yeah. Yeah, starts uh, she goes to see the local village cop. What else would you call a Labrador apart from Jasper? <laughs> a retriever. <laughs> Yeah, Goldie. Well, that was what the one they, they always used to have one on Blue Peter when I was a kid. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there was the one on. Um, there was the one that was on um, Neighbours. It was called Bouncer. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. See, look, it's all flooding back to me now. Golden Retrievers from childhood TV programs. George, you've opened those floodgates. So, yeah. anyway, Mrs. Bellamy. She uh, she calls over Sergeant Ives, Sergeant Ives, and he says, good morning, Mrs. Bellamy, how are you? And she says, very well, thank you. I was taking Jasper for his morning walk past Thornley Manor, and I saw some men there. And he says, oh, and he, she says, well, there's probably a perfectly innocent explanation, but they did look awfully rough. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then it cuts, and Wayne, Wayne's car pulls up outside the cross keys, and Bomber says, is this it, Wayne? He says, no, no, the one I saw was further down the road. And Neville says, looks quite nice. And Oz says, no, I hate places like that. And Neville quite rightly says, you've never even been in one of us. And he says, you don't have to go, you don't have to nah. He says, you don't have to go in, and now what they're like, now, now, now what they're going to be like, full of bloody horse grasses and punters in suede coats, slurping gin and tonics, talking about bloody Jim Connors. Jim Connors. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he's not far from the truth there. And, mm. um, and Moxie says, yeah, he's right. There will never, there'll never be a dartboard there. So, and then, but they cut inside to the cross keys. So they're outside. They cut inside and Ali and Hallwood are at, um, the, uh, at the table having their lunch. And Ali is, um, just develops a little bit of a, a little bit of a, uh, gets a little bit besotted with the uh, the waitress, the young Fiona. And he says, excuse me, dear, what's your name, by the way? And she says, Fiona. And he says, well, I need a little more horseradish, Fiona, and we'll have another one of these, the same again, big a bottle of wine. And um, I think she's another one who's been in Boone. She was in Boone as well. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Look, they're, they're, they're coming in thick and fast, the cast of food. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, and the other, Kenny Ames's lawyer is like, very good food. And um, and Malcolm Hallwood says, I found this place in Egan Roney. I don't know what that is. Was that like a, a restaurant guide or something back in the day? He says, happily, it's, it's, it's quite near the house. And Ali Fraser says, well, as much as I like the place and as much as I fancy our wee friend Fiona here, I'm not over anxious to extend my stay. After all, I'm officially supposed to be on a golfing holiday in Marbella. And he pronounces it Marbella. And the lawyer says, we've cut all the corners. I know Mr. Hallwood still has a few questions. And it's the lawyer straight up, he's like, well, we've cut all the corners. Um, and Ali Fraser says, I, he says, there's, a, there's still a wee bit of ping pong to do on the deal, but that's for you two legal eagles to sort out. Just let me know when I can have the keys and send my boys in. And by the time you've had your creme caramel, you'll have my check in your pocket. So as you can see, Ali Fraser is desperate to, you know, get the deal done as quick as possible mm. and try and push it through with as few people noticing as possible. And, um, and then the lovely Fiona comes back and says, the wine is just coming, sir, and here is your horseradish. And he says, lovely, thank you, Fiona. And he says, that's a Scottish name, isn't it? So <laughs> you can, um, like I say, you can, uh, you can see 
that uh, Ali is, you know, trying to give a little bit of a chat up to the lovely Fiona. So yeah. we now at the pub. We now meet for the first time, Mister mm -hmm. Arthur Tiger. Ringo. Yeah. Now. Um, we are actually going to talk a little bit more about Arthur Pringle in the next episode. So, um, obviously, because uh, we've got uh, some, someone else to talk about in this episode. So, the um, the lads they go into the barley mow, and obviously, you know they uh, they you know they you know they they see all of the like the RAF memorabilia on the wall and, and stuff like mm. that. And um, anyway, Oz is at the jukebox. And he, you know, Oz trying to ingratiate himself to the local uh, landlord. He's like, Oi! He's like, How often do you get these records changed, lad? And Arthur says, It's nothing to do with me. That's up to the brewery. And he says, Well, the <laughs> he got his voice off perfect. <laughs> and he says, Well, the bloke from the brewery must love Duran Duran. You haven't got one decent record on here, mate. Anyway, Wayne gets up to get the drinks and he says, same again. And Bomber says, no, no, I promised Den I'd get you all back. And, uh, and Neville says, back to work. And Moxie says, I'm just going for a piece. And Neville says, I better get Den something to eat. And Wayne, have you got any of them pies left, Squire? No, you had the last. And he says, have you got any scotch eggs? No, he says, have you got anything else? And then he says, and he's, and, and you know, you can just tell he's being, you know, he's being... He's just being a bit of a prick, you know what I mean? He's like being quite upset. Yeah. He's like, and he's it's after two. And uh, Bomber says, Look, we've got this mate, he's not eating, so what can you offer? And he says, crisps or that sandwich. And obviously, the uh -huh. sandwich is in the in the you know in the plastic box on the on the on the oh. bottom. It's, uh, it's in the old days, that's what pubs used to have, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's looking pretty, um, it's looking pretty gnarly, isn't it? The sandwich. Mm. Um and he says, uh, and Bomber says, well we'll, well, we'll take that then. And, um, and Oz says, I don't think we'll be coming back here in a hurry, do you? And um, Neville's complimentary, he says, the beer's not bad. Can he drop? And he says, no, I'm not talking about the beer, man. I'm talking about main host. Happy Harry the Winko. And bring it, and he's like, obviously, Arthur realised, he says, are you referring to me? And Oz says, well, <laughs> well you're obviously XREF, aren't you? Eh? Judging by all the crap you've got hanging up on the walls anyway. When did you get pensioned off then? He's like, and he, this, he's absolutely offended. He's like, I resigned six years ago. He's like, ah, six years ago, that'll have been a nice, easy stretch, was it? And he goes, what do you mean, easy? He goes, well, between Sewers and the Falklands, there wasn't a lot of action about as much as we'll find around here. And he goes, well, I trust you will go and find it somewhere else. So, Wayne's car is driving up the long driveway to Thornley Manor and um, they see um, Sergeant Ives police car parked Ooh. outside and Moxie panics like you would not again see. absolutely you can see and, and, and Wayne points out he says hello we've got Lily Laurie and he's Moxie stop the car Wayne stop the car and he goes you want he goes stop because I've got to get out and he goes, and Neville thinks he needs the toilet. He goes, you've just mean bean mox. And Moxie tears off across into the grass. And um, they cut to Dennis talking to Sergeant Ives. And obviously, 
um, you know, the, the, the conversation has been about accommodation. And he says, there's a Sergeant Ives says, there's a couple of people in the village that take in lodgers. And, he, and Dennis says, I expect we'll manage. And Wayne pulls up and Dennis says, did you get us a bite? I'm clamming. That's a proper Geordie word that I'm clamming. Ooh. And Bomber hands Dennis the sandwich and the bag of crisps. <laughs> and Dennis is none too impressed. He says, you shouldn't have gone to all that bother, man. And Sergeant Ives, are these your lads, Mr. Patterson? He says, aye, Sergeant Ives, that bomber, Oz, Wayne, Neville. And he goes, where's Moxie? And, and Neville's like, in a minute then. He says, well, where is he, man? He says, he's jogging. And Wayne says, he's jogging, Dennis. You know what a fitness fanatic he is. <laughs> um, and Oz says, what we're doing wrong anyway, Sergeant? Eh? We've only been in your locality for about 10 minutes. And again, you know, using, using the word locality as a, you know, surrounded you know so Oz has got this thing like you said he's got this he's got this habit of you know using very very slang and aggressive you know Geordie words and surrounding like one word in the sentence which is you know you know uh, quite a you know which proves that he does have somewhat of a good vocabulary and he and Sergeant I says it's just a misunderstanding lads he says right I'm off for me dinner he says maybe see you later for a jar eh, Dennis and he said and Dennis says I cheers and then obviously he leaves and he says, what's going on? Where's Moxie? And Neville says, as soon as he saw the law, he was off like a rat up a drain. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and Wayne says, it's a conditioned reflex, isn't it? You know what a checkered pasty's got. And Bomber says, it's a bit odd, though. And obviously Bomber's, you know, like from seeing him go down in the back of the thing, Bomber's putting a, I think Bomber's maybe putting two and two together. But, you know, maybe he's a little bit slow, but he's, he's getting there. And Oz says... He says, it's not the way Charles Bronson would have performed, is it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should have given him Robert Vaughan. And Ali Fraser arrives. Mm. And um, and Fraser, how are you doing, Dennis? What was the law after? He says, oh, they were just mm. checking. Like, you know, and he says, um, and he's introduced him. He says, do you know Malcolm Hallwood? And he says, hello, then they shake hands. And that's... And, um, and, and, he says, and he says to Malcolm, Dennis will be in charge of the operation. And um, and obviously they, you know, Fraser Hallwood and Big Baz get out of the car. And he says, it looks like you got your work cut out, Dennis. And he says, well, I've got the right lads for it, you know. And um, and obviously Wayne Bummer, Oz and Neville are all look there looking like a, the usual suspects and they're staring at them. <laughs> and Ali Fraser, quite right, he says, you know, they look like a bunch of mercenaries. Mercenaries, yeah. So... The uh, Ali, Dennis, and Hallwood have a walk around Thornley Manor, and Ali's, you know, keen to get going. He's like, "So, how long do you reckon, Dennis?" He said, "Give us a chance, Ali." And he says, "I've only just seen the plans." He said, "Need to see the architect, won't I?" And he says, "No, no." He says, "They were drawn up for the previous owner." He says, "My man will be down tonight." Howard Radcliffe, do you, have you heard of him? And he says, "He says I can't." He said, "Do you know him?" Sorry, he says, "I can't say I do. I've been out the trade for a while." He says, "Ah, it'll come back." So, how long? How long? And he keeps asking, "How long?" He says, "Well, that depends, doesn't it?" He says, "Whether you want the job done to first-class specifications, or you're doing a Mickey Mouse job where you paint over the cracks for a quick profit." And then this is one of this is one of my favorite Ali Fraser lines in this episode. He's got some crackers, and he says. There's nothing wrong with Mickey Mouse. Never did Walt Disney any harm. <laughs> and he says, right now, he says, come over the cross keys at 10 o'clock tonight and save time in the morning. And um, and, he, and Dennis, you know, he says, hey, hey, hey. He says, don't think you're rushing off in the morning. You know, he says, me and you've got to go into town and open up a bank account. I've got to be made signatory on the checkbook so I can get credit with the trade. 
And Ali Fraser's panicking. He says, Christ, by the time I get back to Spain, Kenny Ames will be running about. With, he goes, will be running a boot with Vicky in one of his porno movies. Flash well, that, that would have been good to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I mean, he says, flashing a Mackie Nuggets, left, right and centre. Come on, um, move it. So um, they are, obviously, <clears throat> they go looking for some accommodation. And um, where do they happen to pull up? They happen to pull up outside of the Barley Moor. Barley Moor. Then it says, this place looks all right. And Al says, no, I don't reckon this place is a good idea. He says, eh, we've been all over the place, Oz, he says. And Neville says, I thought that Mrs. Armitage seemed all, it seemed nice enough. And Wayne says, you know, he says, you know what that's going to be, don't you? Wipe your feet before you come in and lights out after 10. Dennis says, well, of course, we can always stay with Ali at the Cross Keys at £50 a night, like. £50! <laughs> well, that's probably the equivalent of, what, £250? £200 a night, yeah, yeah. at least. Um, so, um, and uh, Neville says, well, if we don't find somewhere soon, we'll end up kipping down at the house. And that's a bit of a foreshadow of what will happen later. And Wayne says, I don't fancy that. <laughs> well... Due to Wayne later on, we find out that it happens. Anyway, uh, so Dennis says, look, man, we for one night, we'll some of us are starving because we didn't get any dinner. And Oz says, I'll read, I'll read, suit yourselves. He says, right, let's go in. And so Dennis gets out of the van and, and he's, he's heading there and he notices the others are hesitant. He says, what's the matter? And Wayne says, well, you're, you're the best at this sort of thing, Den. He says, you handle it. And he says, do you lads know something I don't? And Oz is like, no, no, no. So Dennis enters and he says, uh, have you got any rooms for me? He says, I might have. And he says, you couldn't manage three twins, could you? How many nights? At least a couple. He says, I think we can, I can manage that. And he says, champion. And he says, right, lads, no problem. And um, Pringle says, that'll be 18. Uh, he says, that'll be 18 pounds a night. And I don't take credit cards. Do you notice Arthur with his... Uh, his- Blazer and his uh, his badge, his RAF badge on his. Oh, has he got the SMS? He's wearing his RAF blazer, is he? Yeah. Anyway, Dennis says that's okay, but the, the way that again, you know, he's very inhospitable, isn't he? He's like that's eighteen pounds. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want them there, does he? Yeah. But he doesn't know it's them at this point. What I'm saying is, Dennis is just some well, guy yeah. walking off the street. I mean, if he doesn't put, two, he, I mean, he's a Geordie as well. If he doesn't put two and two together, he's a bit daft, but. And he said, but the way he says, that's 18 pounds a night and I don't take credit cards. And he says, that's okay, we'll prefer cash anyway. He says, I tell you what, give us five pints of bitter, five pints of this bitter to start with, please. And uh, he starts pouring the beers and Oz walks in. He's like, hello again. And um, (laughs) and Pringle looks, oh, that Pringle looks up and is none too happy with the situation. So we cut and we see Barry sat in his office in his basement <laughs> in Wolverhampton. And the phone rings and, and he picks up the phone. He's like, hello, hello. And uh, and obviously it's Neville. He says, hello, Nev, you got there. And then we see Neville in the phone box. And he's like, yeah, quite nice here, actually. Very rural, like, anyway. He's like, how's things with you? He's like, I'm okay, I suppose. Just doing me that. Drives you bloody barmy, doesn't he? And he says, no, I mean, with you and Hazel. He says, oh, well, it's very difficult to say, Nev. She's acting very peculiar, if you ask me. I told her so. I said, you're acting very peculiar, Hayes. Still, I'm not going to do anything precipitous. 
Because, I mean, it's not as if she's seen anybody else. So I could understand if she was like, he goes, no, I think it's all in her head. He says, yeah, she'll come round. It's just a matter of waiting her out, I think. And you can see he's, you know, he, he, he's, he's none too sure. So we uh, cut to the cross keys and Dennis arrives at the cross keys and they're all sitting down eating. And he says, am I too early? And, um, and Ali's like, no, 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 Dennis, Dennis. I love the way he says Dennis. He goes, Dennis. No, 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 Dennis. Good. <laughs> Pull up a chair. He goes, fancy a fancy brandy. Fancy a brandy or something. He's like, I wouldn't say no. And then he's, he's still with Fiona. He's like, Fiona, darling. Another brandy over here, sweetheart. And then he introduces Howard Radcliffe. So, oh, another, another prick. He is. He is. However, Howard Radcliffe was, is played by an actor called John Bowler. And John Bowler has 78 credits on oh. MDB. And I didn't look him up. Yeah. And he was actually born in London. Where you are, oh. young George. But he, he, at a very early age, he moved to Gosford oh. in Newcastle, which is where I am yeah. from. So, all right. So, yes. You're not, re you're not related, are you? I'm not. I don't. <laughs> Unless uh, there's something my mother's not telling me, but no. Sorry, Mum, that was that man, that was a joke. She is watching. Um, anyway, there, uh, yes. Yeah, so he uh, lived in Gosford and he has done quite a bit. He has been in all of the usual Emmerdale, Doctors, Holby City, Casualty, The Bill. Mm -hmm. He was, he did 229 episodes of The Bill. Oh. So he was obviously like uh, some copper in The Bill. I don't know. I mean, I stopped watching The Bill mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Um, he was in EastEnders, Coronation Street, Crocodile Shoots, Heartbeat. He was in an episode of Drop the Dead Donkey. Do you remember that? That that. Oh yeah, of course, the comedy. Yeah. Um, he was in the House of Elliot. He was in Minder. He was in Spender. He was in an episode. He's done the rounds. He's done the rounds. He was in yeah. an episode of Poirot. He was in Grange Hill, and he was in Juliet Bravo. In fact, probably the only person that hasn't been in Boone. Ah. So, but you know, you know, you know, there's one particular thing about him that annoys me in the program, that he, he says the word project, he says project. Yeah. That <laughs> well, that'll come up later. But he says project. It's just project, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, project. I, I didn't think that would uh, that would be uh, so annoying to you, young George. But <laughs> it's it pretty annoying, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, and just so we know, um, that Thornley Manor, is in uh, is actually called Beesthorpe Hall in Nottinghamshire, in a, a place called yeah. Thornton in Nottinghamshire, and the Cross Keys is called the Denton Estate. Denton Estate. Yep, yeah, in Lincolnshire, and the Barley Mow. And the Barley Mow is called the, the Windmill in Redmile in Leicestershire, uh, yeah. and uh, and yeah, so that's the a lot of there was a lot of the like the roads and stuff like that were all in Lincolnshire, which is. I don't know why, because they, like I say, they, I, I don't know, might, might it's been close or convenient, I don't know. But yeah, it was, uh, like I say, Leicester and Nottinghamshire was the main locations used. So, like I say, um, Ali Fraser introduces, um, uh, well, sorry, it's um, uh, Hallwood introduces 
how had Radcliffe did Dennis? And, you know, how do you do? And he says, uh, and, he, and, he, and Ali says, are your lads settling in all right? And he says, I would found a place up the road, not as cosy as this, like, you know, but it'll do. And he says, you fancy anything off the sweet trolley? I recommend the chocolate mousse. And he says, I wouldn't mind some cheese and crackers. And he says, whatever you like, Fiona, darling, I'll have the cheese board, please. But the way that he does it, <laughs> like, he's, he's talking to Dennis, and then he turns around and he goes, Fiona, darling, I'll have the cheese board. Um, yeah, he definitely got a, a, a little drop of affection for young Fiona, and um, and then um, and then like you know when she walks away, he like he watches her walk away. You know what I mean? He gives her a bit of an eye up. Mm. Anyway, so uh, Howard Radcliffe says, "Well, Dennis, we are basically keeping to the original plans with a few simplifications." And Dennis straight away says, "Cutting corners, you mean?" And Ali, he's like, he's like Dennis, Dennis. He's like, your attitude is becoming increasingly cynical. He goes, I've got a major investment to protect here, and I'm concerned with economies. These are hard times, right? And as he says, these are hard times, Fiona pushes up, like wheels up the cheese board, and the lawyer <laughs> and the architect light big cigars. <laughs> and, um, and, he, and Dennis just looks around and he goes, aye, I can see that. And um, anyway, so they cut back to the barley mow. And Nev asks Oz if he wants a packet of crisps. And he says, I salt and vinegar. And he says, and he says, right, where we're going, the neat. And then Oz has been putting money in the jukebox and Agadu comes on. Much, old favourite. Much to Black lace, black lace. Much to, <laughs> I mean, that was, do you remember? I mean, like, fucking hell, I must have been seven or eight years old when that came on. Oh, I, I used to be out, out and about when that was on in the jukeboxes in the pub. But it, it was well, a massive, massive. It was bit. it was number one for fucking weeks and months, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Shake pineapple, pull the tree to the left, to the right. Yeah. Well, George, yeah. sounds like you're a, a big black lace fan there. <laughs> oh, they they done they had massive albums. The yeah. big big holiday song, you know. You yeah. hot set a. a, a a track in Spain, you know, in the summer, you you you've made your money, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so Oz is like, what's this? He goes, I never put this on, and he kicks the jukebox as hard as he can. Yeah. Boot, and he goes, Aga bloody do, mm. and um, and uh, and anyway, so. They, they, they cut back to the um, the manor and it's a, a fairly artistic shot. And so they, they've got like the, 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 the camera on the boom, like rises up to look at the manor and, and, the, and it's like, you know, the sun rises in the background. It's obviously early. This is the day before, this is the time before drones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking that myself. And, and the, the, so the, I've, put, I've written here, sunrise music plays. So, like, the music is, you know, the kind of music that you would expect to see accompanying a sunrise, um, you know, mm. on, on that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, like I say, so it's a fairly artistic shot of Thornley Manor. And um, anyway, so they're inside, and Oz is like, Christ, it's like a Morgan here. I think it's colder in here than it is outside. And Dennis says, right, this is where, this, this is where I want you to make a start. No matter what the architect is saying, the guts have got to come out of all of these 
says, now this wall here, this whole wall has got to come down. I want all these old fireplaces ripped out. And he says, we're going to put a new wall in there so we can have two kitchens in here. Right, I've got to get into town and meet Ali, so make a start, all right. And uh, we end like, we've got any juice. And Neville flicks on the light and Bomber turns on the tap and some pretty looking nasty brown oh. water comes out. So, um, and uh, then Neville sees Moxie appear. And he's like, Mox! Mm. He's like, hello, lads. He says, where have you been? He says, well, I'm, I dust down here all night. And Bomber says, you look bloody frozen. And he picks up Neville's jacket and he, and he puts it on Moxie's shoulders. And he says, cheers, mate. Anyway, Wayne says, so what's the word then? Wayne's favourite expression. Mm. He says, I think, yeah. he says, I mean, I think you owe us an explanation, mate. Obviously referring to the fact that he'd done a runner from the old bill. And Moxie says, yeah, he says, I've been in prison, see? And I says, well, we're not that, man, but that was young ago, wasn't it? It doesn't mean you have to shit yourself every time you see a police. He says, no. <laughs> the polas. <laughs> he says, no, he says, I mean, I've been in recently, like last week, and I'm not due out till <laughs> March. And Neville says, what, you mean you went out of the wall? He says, well, it wasn't a closed, Nick. It was an open prison in Cheshire, wasn't it? He says, if I had to dig a, he goes, it wasn't as if I had to dig a tunnel or rent a helicopter. He says, I just walked out the front door bought a Toblerone at the post office and got a bus to Macclesfield. And he says, why? And, he, and Neville says, why? And he says, well, I've got a mate there. He gave us a float and I made me way to Barry's. And he says, you must be my box. And he says, yeah. He says, and Wayne says, yeah, it's a bloody lunatic thing to do, Mox. And, he, and, and Bomber says, if it was an open prison, you must have been dealt with fairly lenient. He says, oh, I was. He says, I'm not a grade A villain. I've just done the old, I've just got done for the old trouble. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, what arse? And he says, yeah, hey, you see with me. He says, they know it's a, it's a psychological defect as opposed to a criminal tendency. And he says, ah, they didn't, I says, I, he says, they also didn't want you to burn, want, want a prison burnt to the ground, did they? Wayne says, yeah, he says, but blimey Mox, he says, if it was an open prison, you must have had life pretty cushy, eh? He says, it's still stairway. He says, it's still people telling you what to do and when to do it. He says, I had a year ahead of me. He says, well, you're going to have a bloody sight more when the nick you. <laughs> a lot more now. He says, Wayne's right. He says, if you give yourself up, he says, you'll be, he says, you'll be caned, he says, you'll be caned for your walkabout. But if you don't and you get collared, you'll be looking at two years. And Moxie just says, I'll take me chances. Mama says, suit yourself. And Wayne says, I'll say no more. Says, he says, I don't worry, Moxie, we'll look after him. And Moxie says, I'm bloody frozen. And Neville says, well, maybe we can light a fire. And uh, yeah, so this is funny. He says, he says maybe we can light a fire. And Moxie says, that's a good idea, that. And Wayne says, uh, no, no, not you, Moxie. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. So, um, so the lads are around the back. Basically, we're cut to the back and they're having a tea break. Neb is making the tea for everyone and handing it out. And the lady with the dog appears, Mrs. Bellamy. And she's like, very well spoken. She's like, good morning. And Neville's like, how do you? She says, I'm Helen Bellamy. I owe you gentlemen an apology. It was I who sent the policeman here <laughs> yesterday. I'm afraid I thought you were criminals. And Oz has a little chuckle, obviously, with regards to Moxie. And Neville says, I suppose we did look a bit out of place around here. And um, she says, Mr. Ames uh, talked about doing some work on the house. And he says, it's not a Neville fucking never know where to keep his trap shut. He's like, it's not Mr. Ames we're working for. It's owned by Mr. Fraser now. And straight away, nosy cow. She's like, oh, it's been sold. 
I never saw any signs. None of the local estate agents had it listed. Of course, Mr. Ames was rather a mystery man. My husband and I met him once when we were raising money for Oxfam. He made a very generous donation. And then one day we opened the Sunday newspapers and found him described as King Porn. <laughs> and Wayne's like, yeah, and she's like, and it, it, she continues, is this Britain's most evil man? One of them asked. We'd always found him perfectly charming. And I says, you can't be judging a book by what you see printed on the front cover, pet, can you? And she's like, I beg your pardon. He's, and Neville says, I think he's saying that appearances can be deceptive. And, she, and Wayne says, yeah, he says, these days a lot of villains become country swears, don't they? You know, they mingle with the local knobs, take up fox hunting, have sherry with a vicar, and then once a month they pop down to London and does the old bullying job. And I says, aye. Then they get rumbled, you see, and dodge over to Spain, didn't they? And she's like, ah, Spain, yes. Where one gathers, Mr. Ames now resides. <laughs> yeah. Neville, uh, Neville offers her a cup of tea. Would, would you like a cup of tea, missus? And she's like, no, thank you. Jasper and I must be getting along. And Moxie says, nice dog that. I like retrievers. And this tickles us no end. And he says, I would have thought that a retriever would be the last sort of dog you'd have fancied, Moxie. And he bursts out and laughing. And he says, shut up, Oz. And then she says, the old house could do with a lick of paint. And Neville again, you know, he's like, oh, it's more than that peck big job, this conversion. And she's like, really? And, and Neville says, I will be here a while. And Oz, he says, aye. She had better lock up, lock up your doubters. That's a pro again, that's a proper Geordie pronunciation, that doubter. <laughs> better lock up your doubters. So, um, <clears throat> we cut back to the Barley Moor. And there are some new faces at the bar. Yeah. Suited and booted. And um, Arthur is um, being a little bit more congenial. Um, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or convivial is the word I'm maybe looking for. Um, uh, is being a little bit more, is uh, being a little nicer. He's, he's a bit more, he's a bit like a Basil Fawlty type, isn't he? Oh, with the, uh, yeah. with the Panthers, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. And so he says, your rooms are ready, you can go up whenever you like. And the, and um, so there is, um, It's a he's a detective inspector, we later find out. He says, I think we'd rather have another half, wouldn't we? And and, and his partner's a detective sergeant. He says, I nice, drop that. He says, I don't suppose you get many visitors this time of year. And Prindle says, no, not till the holidays. Well, actually, as it happens, where I'm quite full this week. And then Dennis walks in and says, evening, large, scotch please, Arthur. And, and, he's, and he's, he, he goes from being, you know, and nice to the guys in the suits to being a prick. And then it's like, in a moment. Yeah. And... Um, and Dennis is warming himself by the fire and the cop starts speaking to him. Um, uh, the detective sergeant, he says, it got colder, has it? He says, I really chilly out there now. And Arthur says, where are the rest of your people? And like the way that he says, your people, yeah, people. And he says, I'm still, he says, still working on the house. He says, I've been into town. And he says, you know, sorting a bit of business out like. And he says, well, we have other guests staying. So I hope tonight won't be quite so much. There won't be quite so much noise. And Dennis says, I didn't realize we're being all that noisy. And, uh, and Arthur, he says, that crude fellow. And he says, Oz. And he says, the one with a broken, <laughs> the broken tooth. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. And he says, I, he's called Oz. He says, well, 
He says he was sort, he was somewhat boisterous. He says, come on. He says, I don't think singing along with a jukebox is particularly boisterous. He says, well, tell him if he doesn't approve of the records, not to kick it with his hobnail boots. And, and Dennis is, you know, obviously, offended. he's just pissed off and offended. He says, can I have a large scotch, please, Arthur? Mm. And so Arthur goes to get his drink and he turns, but like, but he turns around to the, to the coppers and he's like, excuse me. You know, so like I say, he's being nice to the coppers and being a prick to death. And Dennis, Dennis makes a joke, he says, Captain Warmth. And so the, um, the, uh, the detective inspector, he says, um, says, a bit of your famous northern hospitality, is it? And Dennis says, don't include me, I'm from the northeast. This is the south, as far as I'm concerned. And he's and, and straight away, a nosy cop, he's like, what is it you're doing here? He says, building job, we're converting an old house from the corner. And he says, it wouldn't be a place called Thornley Manor, would it? He says, what if it was? He says, well, if you've got a team of lads on there, presumably it's just changed hands. He says, maybe I'm just a building contractor. So Dennis obviously rightly starts getting a little bit evasive. And he says, yeah. oh. and, the, and, and the, young, the younger lad, the detective starts, he says, still, you must know who's paying your wages. And Dennis turns around and says, do you mind telling me why you're asking me all these questions? And just as that, all of the lads start to answer. And Oz says, um, you know, uh, get around him, Dennis, I'm choking. And just as that, they pull that idea out. And, um, and he says, I'm Detective Inspector Morris, and this is my colleague, Detective Sergeant Lawrence. And obviously Moxie's walking in, and Moxie does a 180 and walks straight back out again. So we, we cut to Ali at the airport. Mm. And Ali is on his way back to Spain. And this was obviously back in the day, as you said, no mobile phones. And this was when, you know, you could page someone at the airport. Yeah, that's it, yeah, over the speaker. And so over the Tannoy, and Mr. Fraser- Tannoy, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Fraser, passenger traveling to Malaga, please contact the information desk. So Dennis is in the phone box and Ali picks up the phone, yes, and he says, hello, Ali. And he starts feeding coins into the phone box and he's, uh, he says, and he and, and I says, look, Dennis, says they're about to call me flight. He says, if you're phoning me because they've found woodworm in the joist, he says, I'll be less than happy. He says, it's nothing so trivial. It's the law. He said, was it? What is it? The big lunatic with a broken tooth <laughs> in this time. And he says, shut up a minute, will you? He says, it's the plain clothes from the Met. They're asking questions about you and the deal on the house. And he says, what did you tell him? He says, oh, come on. He says, I've known you long enough to know how to fend off questions. I've told them now. I just thought I should let you know that's all. And he says, right. He says, here's what you do. He says, you ring Hallwood and put him in the picture. This is his department. And you get your team up at the crack of dawn, get them down that house and do as much damage as you can. And he says, we're in construction, not demolition. But do you remember... Just going back, do you remember at the end? Do you remember when Oz uh, in the in the massage parlor when Oz had been seeing Uli and, and the geezer beat her up and the lads went round? Yeah. Dennis said he said to the he said to the man in Germany yeah. the yeah, yeah. from the massage parlor. He said we're just as good at demolition as we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he's changed his tune with Ali Fraser. He says we're he says we're in mm. construction, not demolition. And Ali Fraser, he says, ah, he says, but you need a wee bit of one before you can start on the other. 
And he says if there were, he says if they're after evaluation, it will all help muddy the waters. And Dennis says, see, you're still going away. And he says, are you kidding? Spain seems more attractive than ever, my friend. So, <laughs> yeah, he likes he like saying my friend, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah like, I, and just, I love the way that he says Dennis. He's like, Dennis, Dennis. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> absolutely my favourite character, I'll agree with that. Mm. And, um, anyway, so they now cut back to the um, rooms in the Barley Moor. And um, Dennis is calling them all in. He says, shut the door, William. Oz, typical fashion, you know, loud as, loud as can be and, you know, not very subtle. He's like, what's going on? And he's like, just shut the door. And Bomber's about Moxie, is it? And Dennis is like, Moxie, why would it be about Moxie? And Oz says, it doesn't matter what it's about, what's happening? He says, will you keep your voice down, will you? And Oz goes, what for? Like, you know, as if like shouting at that level is the norm. <laughs> And Dennis says, because there's a pair of cutters just down the hall, and these walls are so thin, if you fart, they'll if you fart, they'll faint, man. And Bomber says, Well, I can vouch for that from last night. <laughs> and Oz laughs. He was like, he, he laughs, like finds it funny, and then goes, Well, it wasn't me. Anyway, Dennis says, Look, he says, it's got nothing to do with us, just a few complications have turned up. That's all. And Neville. Being negative, Neville, he says, I where you work for someone like Ali Fraser, you expect complications, don't you? He says, I know what's going on here. He says, he's done a backdoor deal where he's bought that house for way below its market value. There's a word for that, Dennis, fraud. And he says, and Dennis says, you don't have to work for him, Neville. If you don't like his money, you can piss off back to the door queue. And, you know, he's a bit aggressive, but he's right. And he and, and, mm. and Bomber just says, look, don't get so touchy, Dennis. He says, we just want to know where we stand. And he says, same as we did an hour ago, business as usual. He says, but if these two cotters come round here, sniffing round, asking questions, I will handle it. And um, so they cut back to Thornley Manor the next morning. And, um, and Oz says, he's there, they're walking in. It's obviously early. And Oz says, you know what? He says, this place is about as cosy as my local was in the Falklands. And he says, Falklands, uh... And he says to Nev, put the kettle on, and Nev says, aye. So, Oz um, walks through Thornley Manor, and, he kicks, and, he, and he, he kicks the door from the, the same room from where Moxie stayed last night. And he kicks the door, and he just says, come on, Moxie, man, we know you're in there. And, um, and he says, uh, and Wayne says, if we're getting in this early, we might as well not have gone to bed. And Moxie comes out going, is it safe? And Wayne Jokes says, no, the place is surrounded by the SPG. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Did you remember them? No, no. What's that? They were the special patrol group. All right. They were, they were pretty prevalent in the time of the, just for the Brixton riots. All right. Um, so they were, you know, you know, all the stop and search and everything was SPG. So they got disbanded after the old riots. All right. Yeah, because wasn't it the Brixton riots were kicked off? Didn't like the, the, some copper shot some old woman, didn't he? Uh, there was a lot of things happening that, but the the SPG was it was mainly about the stop and search. I mean, they're really aggressive, and you know they just had enough, so right. they all kicked off. You know, basically a load of white coppers stopping loads of black kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. just just throwing black kids in vans and beating them up and throwing them out. Oh. <laughs> So yes, no, I, I wasn't privy to the SPG. So, but that's what Wayne says. He says mm. the place is surrounded by the SPG with riot shields. 
And Mo Oz says, he says, you didn't know flat SLD, you lad. He says, you're not exactly public enemy number one. And Moxie says, there were cops. And Wayne says, plain clothes from the smoke don't come round looking for tow rags like you, son. And uh, then Dennis comes up with it. He says, and then he, Dennis walks in and, 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 um, and um, Moxie says, hello, Den. And Dennis comes up with a cracker. He says, good morning. Where he, he, <laughs> where he actually, instead of saying Papillon, he says Papillon. He says, good morning. Good morning, Papillon. <laughs> great film, great film. Well, I, and again, speaking of remakes, I actually watched the remake the other day. It's got Charlie Hunnam in oh. um, and Remy Malik. It was actually quite good. Um, oh. Anyway, so um, Dennis throws him, he says, he, he throws him a bag and he says, there's a bacon and egg sandwich for you. And he says, cheers, by the way. And he says, oh, by the way, he says it was Brad Dexter. And Wayne's like, what? He says, the bloke he couldn't think of from the Magnificent Seven, Bomber's, Bomber's character, it was Brad Dexter. And he says, I've never heard of him. He says, no one has. That's why we couldn't remember him. I couldn't sleep last night, see, but he's worrying about the law, the cold, and the rats. And they all go, rats? And he said, and Dennis says, I couldn't sleep worrying about you and your situation. What am I going to do about it, Moxie? And he says, I'm sorry, Den, I should have leveled with you. And Oz says, I think he's right. I think it was Brad Dexter. And now that's who he was, man. He was that gadgy that saved Frank Sinatra's life. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. And, and Oz tells a story, and I, I read about this story as well. So it was true, like Frank Sinatra got, um, got washed out. In, he was in Hawaii, and he got washed out by a river. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this Brad Dexter saved him. And, Oz, he says, and he says, I don't know, Wayne. He says, I'm not, he says, I'm not the memory man, am I? He says, but apparently what happened was Sinatra got a dugan one time and nearly drowned like. And that Dexter Gadgie dived in and pulled him out and saved him. That would have been it, wouldn't it? Um, I mean, he, he's he's been apparently they were they were washed out to sea and like they were out there for like an hour, and it was yeah. you, know, they, you know like and at one point Frank Sinatra was like, right, I'm gonna die. Tell me, like, you know, tell me fucking mother, I love her, and you know all that, and mm. and, and yeah, it was it was a a, a pretty near death experience. And anyway, so Oz then starts fantasizing. He says, that would have been it, wouldn't it? In Clover for the rest of your natch. He says, I just imagine it. Limos, boilers, monogrammed cufflings with your initials on. Out, out your fancy, I'd imagine. So um, Oz is living in his fantasy world and Des bring, De Dennis brings him back to earth. He says, if I can drag you lot back to the real world, I'd like you to make a start here. They say, start on what? He says, anything that's still standing, sticking up or intact, flatten it. And then the lads crack on. So Moxie is in one of the, the top windows, facing the front, and he sees the coppers um, driving up the driveway. So he runs downstairs, he says, Den, they're back. And he says, who? And he says, who? The law, that's who. He says, oh, Maxie, pull yourself together. They're not after you, man. He says, if they start asking questions, I'll handle it. And Moxie says, it's no good for me ticker all of this. You know, he goes, that's me third heart attack in 48 hours. <laughs> and, um, and Dennis says, if anyone ends up in intensive care, it'll be me. And, and Neville says, he's right on the edge, Den, talking to Bomber. And, he, and, and, and Bomber says, it's hardly surprising. So Dennis goes out to greet the coppers. And then the coppers start to walk around. And Dennis comes running back in and shouts, right, lads, move it. So they've obviously the coppers have acquired like either a local, a local estate agent to give them some, you know, local knowledge on the property market, yeah. etc. And um, 
and, and, and he says, if this house had been put on the open market, I would have suggested an asking price of 180 to 190,000. And the detective inspector, he says, according to Mr. Ames, a solicitor, it's just been sold for 110. And, 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 and the estate agent is like, really, that does sound rather dubious. However, considering Mr. Ames's reputation, I'm not altogether surprised. And, um, and he says, that's why we're here, Mr. Punchin. And um, he says, well, he says, that's your province, not mine, of course. He says, I met him once when he was trying to buy a pony for his daughter. I couldn't put my finger on it. <laughs> well, something didn't quite ring true about the chap. And the detective sergeant's like, it's a pity you didn't tell him at the time. And he, he turns around and sticks it right back on him. And he goes, well, it's a pity yeah. you lot let him slip through the net. Mm -hmm. So... Um, the lads are in the in the in the middle of smashing the gaff to bits. Moxie comes downstairs, and this is quite funny. So he sees the police enter, and he sort of bends down to hide his face, and he looks back through underneath his own legs, and it's a bit of a sort of comedy um, comedy moment there. It's used in the opening scenes, isn't it? The, the yeah, later yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. And then. Um, and then, so then the detective, this is one of the, one of the funny ones. So the detective inspector walks in the room and just as he walks in the room, Oz rips the ceiling down yeah. and covers this copper in dust and rubble and, you know, kind of crap. And Oz, Oz, Oz just looks down at him and goes, I wouldn't stand there if I was you. <laughs> and, um, and then anyway, Wayne's carrying a door out, mind your backs. And then the local estate agent sees the state of the inside of the property and he admits and he says perhaps 180,000 was a little on the high side. So mm. the, they cut to a petrol station, which again, I think is in, I think that location's in Nottingham, Nottingham Nottinghamshire. Yeah. And so it's a real petrol station, still a BP station now. And um, the coppers are obviously about to hit the road and the detective sergeant says is it far and he says what and he says Newcastle and he says it's bloody miles and he says what's it like and he says he says do you think of yourself as working class Barry he says I should do he says tower block in Leightonstone dad's a caretaker he says yeah I'm solid working class and he says well wait till you've spent a night in Newcastle he says you'll realise that you're <laughs> the cheeky bastard so <laughs> they, um, we cut now to the uh, Barley Moor and um, Dennis and, and Oz are, you know, in the pants, getting ready. In, in, in the small pants. Yeah. In, in, the, in, the, in the, the budgie smugglers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dennis says, uh, sees Oz's jacket and he says, hey, Amarillo. And he says, I do you like it? And, um, and then Dennis goes out and uh, joins the queue for the bathroom and he says hey he says hurry up Wayne will you he says there's a bloody queue out and Moxie said Moxie bangs on he says there's a bloody queue out here you know and Dennis says why do these places just have one bog now he says I've been saying to Mox he'll be all right with us warning he's our mate we've got to look after him and Dennis says well it's all very well for you to say technically I'm the employer and then Oz gets his you know, gets the back up again like a bit of a prick. And he says, that's, he says, that says a lot about your mentality, where your mentality is, you know, Den. And, and he goes back in the room. He says, what's that supposed to mean? He says, well, I think you know what it means. 
He says, I don't know. He says, you tell me what my mentality is. And he says, well, in a word, you see yourself as the gaffer, don't you? You always have done. And he says, that, he says that, and, Mox, and, and Moxie says, that's an old sentence. And, and he says, hey, man, he says, I'm doing this. I'm seeing this for your benefit, you know, tosspot. Uh, tosspot's a great word, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, and, um, and, he's, and he says, oh, he says, yeah, all right. Anyway, and Dennis says, shut the bolt. He says, look, I've got to handle this job legit, right? And Bomber says, but Ali's a crafty old bugger himself. And he says, well, that's all the more reason, isn't it? Why, why he doesn't want to bring any heat down by some petty infringement of the Employment Act. He says, look, I've got to do that. I've got to do your 715 and stamp your, stamp your ticket, Moxie. He's got neither. He says, look, Moxie, if you're picked up, God forbid, they're going to ask me, you know, quite rightly why I hired you without proper documentation. So when you talk about accessories, it won't be you lot, will it? No, it'll be yours truly who ends up in the clots. And Oz says, see what I mean about the gaffer's mentality? And he's like, it's like, why would he even say such a thing? Moxie says, yeah, he's right though, isn't he? He says, I can't compromise him, it wouldn't be fair. And I says, all right, all right. But does it not strike you as a bit ironic, all this setup? Eh? And he's, Dennis says, what? And he says, well, and then <laughs> this is the best one. So Oz is brushing his teeth and he just spits it onto the floor. And he's like, he's got absolutely no fucking decorum whatsoever. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I mean, like, let's have it right. I'm not far behind, you know, I'm certainly not far away from us when it comes to attitudes and, 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 <laughs> and volume and the way that I speak. But, you know, I'd definitely not be spitting me toothpaste on the floor. And, um, and he says, here we are, right? He says, we're working for this bloke whose reputation is, to say the least, dubious. He says, I mean, I know I'll about Ali Fraser, you know. He says he's a heavy-duty villain. But he's Al Reed because he's so bloody racked up by lawyers and accountants and legal loopholes that he couldn't give a monkey's chuff about the law. The inland revenue went out, he says, and you're more worried about Moxie, who I mean, you know, with all due respect, is just some low life punter. He's, this, is a great, <laughs> this is a great line. <laughs> His only real fault is that he gans through life thinking every day is Guy Fawkes night. <laughs> great line. And um, Anyway, um, Neville comes in and says, you know, the bog's free, Moxie. And, and, and it focuses in on Moxie's face and Moxie's looking very pensive about the situation. So mm. the old Bill are stood in Hallwood's office in the New solicitor's office, yeah. Yeah, they've gone. They're investigating. And the detective sergeant is uh, none too happy with the situation. And he says, when was the survey done? And he says, when my client first became interested in the property, the date is on there, I think. And the detective sergeant, he's, you know, he's not, he's not being fooled by the survey. He says, did the surveyor actually ever enter the house? And Hallwood's like, what, like, you know, as if butter wouldn't melt. He's like, what are you suggesting? And he goes, and the copper says, oh, come on, it's been doctored. He says, Christ, the ink's still wet. He says, look, we know the whole deal stinks and so do you. And you've even got a bunch of cowboys down there knocking 20 grand off the value as we speak. And he's like, they are renovating the property. And he says they were bleeding, and the detective inspector says they were bleeding, demolishing it when we left. And he says, even if they rip up every floorboard and discover termites in the, ball, in the ballroom, you and I know that that house has been marked down well below the odds. And your friend, Mr. Fraser, is going to take a bundle of cash and a duty-free bag to Spain to make up the balance. And the, 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 the DI says, if he hasn't already. 
And Hallwood says, you chaps have come an awfully long way to voice these speculations. Is there anything else I can help you with? The detective sergeant says, yeah, where do we eat in Newcastle? Um, well, it is isn't Newcastle really that bad in the 80s? Like, no, <laughs> there's nowhere to eat. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, you know, it's the third biggest city in the UK, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's got a few restaurants, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so, no, it was, you know, Newcastle is, and, and particularly, I mean, it was, you know, and Newcastle's got the, the best nightlife out. Newcastle was actually voted so the best nightlife in the world at one point. You know, like the pubs yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and everything like that. I mean, it was amazing. It was, you know, it, just amazing nights out. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just been the typical company prick. Present company, yeah, yeah. Uh, George, um, and um, and and not realizing that you know the Newcastle is a vibrant and cosmopolitan city. Anyway, yeah. so we um, cut back to the manor, and um, Sergeant Ives and the nosy Mrs. Bellamy turn up at the manor, and she is in the cop cop. I'm like, what's going on? And Oz and Bomber are carrying the, a big. I mean, a, a really big, heavy tin bath out yeah. And they put it down at the doorway. And he says, he's, Oz is like, hold on, hold on. And Mrs. Bellamy's like, hello again. He's like, I'll read. He's like, can I run you a bath? I'm afraid we've got any radox. And, and she says, are you the foreman? And he says, no, I'm just one of the gadgets that does the graft. And um, she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, obviously, he doesn't understand a word or says. And, and Bomber says, Dennis is our gaffer man. And she says, well, I rather do need a word with him. And he says, right, nay sooner said than did. And he walks in and he screams at the top of his lungs, he's Dennis! And everyone's like, and, and, uh, and Bomber says, he says, is there some, some problem, is there? And she says, yes, I'm afraid there is. And I says, what's happened if the locals got a petition to get rid of us undesirables? And she's like, no, not exactly. Anyway, Dennis comes on, he says, hey, what's going on? Anybody said anything about stopping work, you know? And I says, I'll read, I'll read. And then they, they carry the bath. And uh, Mrs. Bellamy says, I'm afraid you'll all have to stop work. And he's like, how do you mean? She goes, well, as I suspected, this is a listed building, grade two. And I called the council and they have affirmed it. They confirmed it. That means that nothing can be changed without prior planning permission. And Dendy says, look, sorry, I'm sorry, but until I hear that from my boss, my lads keep working. And uh, Sergeant Ives says, I'm afraid Mrs. Bellamy is right. If you don't stop work now, I can have a court order from the council within the hour. Dennis says, I'll yeah. leave this week, me. And Mrs. Bellamy says, it's nothing personal in this, you understand? And I do realise that it's not your fault, but I'm sure that you will agree that in this day and age, we must do everything we can to keep the heritage of England intact. <laughs> and Dennis just lays down, he says, look, I was brought up in a council estate in the northeast of England, pet Mrs. Bellamy. He says, I've, asked, I've seen precious little of the glorious heritage of England. So Moxie is packing his bags and mm. um, everyone else is in the bar. You can see that Moxie's obviously having his second thoughts. And so Wayne goes to get the drinks and he says, right, same again, is it? And everyone says, aye, why not? And Neville says, well, need graft tomorrow, might as well work on our hangovers tonight. And Oz says, get me a whiskey and pep, will you? I have a terrible indigestion with that curry. And Dennis, Dennis says, you know, there's only one toilet upstairs and three of you go and have a bindaloo. So, um, Moxie 
Uh, you can see Moxie leaving out the back door and as yeah. Barry's van pulls up. And um, Wayne goes to the bar and whistles. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, I remember, I remember when I used to work in a bar, if someone whistled at me, I'd have told them to fuck off. You know what I mean? They would definitely <laughs> I'd be like, what am I, a fucking sheepdog? You know what I mean? Like, I swear to God, if someone... Like, the two things that I used to... And, like, when people used to bang money on, like, bang coins on the bar and that. Like, I remember... Oh, when people used to... I remember when um, I used to work in a bar, I used to work in this nightclub, and, like, the we worked in this nightclub and the staff were rude as fuck, right? And, like, if people used to wave money, like, if someone used to wave... Like, if someone had a tenner in the hand and was just stood there waving it, I'd just walk up and shake it and put it in my pocket and go, thanks, and walk off. And they'd be like, oh! I'd be like, oh, I thought it was a tip. You know what I mean? Fucking waving money. You know what I mean? I'll get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to have all that. <laughs> I know it well. And um, anyway, so um, yeah. So Wayne says um, Wayne whistles at uh, Arthur. And he says, "Same again, please, Squire, and a whiskey and pen." <laughs> and Arthur's like, "Do you mind not calling me Squire or Chief or Boyo or Mate or any other title you people have bestowed upon me?" And Wayne's like, well, I've got to call you something. And then he turns around and he mouths and he goes, Rick. Um, and, um, and, they're, and they're laughing. And he says, well, why not try Arthur? That is my given name. Surprised he didn't say Mr. Pringle. <laughs> well, yeah. Who, incidentally, with his moustache, does look like the bloke off the Pringles box, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Wayne starts taking the piss. He says, as you wish, Arthur. I say, Arthur, do you, could you have a little brandy on the side, please, Arthur? I think I've got a girl coming on, Arthur. And then, um, they, you know, him and, uh, him and Dennis laugh, and Barry enters. He says, evening each. And everyone says, hello, Barry. <laughs> and Neville says, how, how are you, mate? And um, Wayne says, did you drive, just drive up, did he? Says, uh, he says, ah, I did. He says, he says, he says, um, he says, the flipping heat has broken me van and all. And, um, Bomb says, you'd better have a snort, eh? And Barry says, oh, he says, I'm not having a penis colada. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and Dennis says, not round here, you're not. And Barry goes by the fire and he says, uh, and he says, uh, and Wayne says, you better make that another whiskey and pet, Arthur. And Arthur says, is he another one? And Wayne says, last of the Magnificent Seven, this Barry Taylor, meet Arthur Pringle, your genial host. <laughs> and, um, and Barry says, uh, good evening, squire. Like after he's just told Wayne not to call him a squire. And he's like, I don't, and he just again Pringles, you know, straight away. He's like, I've only got a single room and it's 15 pounds cash. And Barry's like, whatever, I have the wherewithal. And um, and I says, Barry, take no notice a miserable Mick man. He says, have a seat with the lads. And Bomber mm -hmm. says, you can have my seat. I think my Vindaloo's on the move. Gets up to go to the toilet and and Oz says it certainly moves fast that curry, doesn't it? He says, I don't know why we just didn't buy it and sling it straight down the bog. We'd be cutting the middleman out. And Barry sits down. And um, Neville says, There's no food, I'm afraid. Barry says, I'm not interested in that, Neville. I haven't eaten a proper meal for three days. And he says, Oh, I hear Lizard. He goes, I thought you'd never ask. So Wayne's probably desperate to, to start pouring his heart out. Uh, sorry, Neville, uh, Barry's probably desperate to start pouring his heart out. Um, about his yeah. problems, but they've got other things. And so Wayne says, so your present indicates that conciliary talks have broken down, I assume. 
And Barry says, pro Tem Wayne, yes. She needs to think it through like she needs a space. And he says, I'm sure it'll work out. He says, yes. So I'm sure it will, he says. But in the meantime, I thought I'd best get it to, best to get away. Like, And he says, what are you doing about the business? Neville says, what are you doing about the business? He says, I couldn't face it, Neville. Let it slip anyhow recently with a house and stuff. No, he says, no, no. Wilverhampton's just too painful a place for me at this point in time. And I was pipes up. He says, too painful a place for me at the best of times. And Barry says, no, I mean, it's got too many memories. I thought I'd better get away with me mates and get me head stuck into some honest graft. And Wayne goes, oh, yeah. And Dennis says, aye, well, he says, if you were thinking about easing the pain by throwing yourself into work, there's a bit of a hiccup, I'm, for pain, I'm, I'm afraid. And Oz says, oh, aye, just a little one. He says, what do you mean hiccup? He says, and Wayne says, well, look, we've got a couple of problems there, Barry. He says, the bloke, well, he says, the bloke we're working for has the fraud squad breathing down his neck, which doesn't instill... <laughs> We've had down tools on the old house. They've slapped a preservation order on it. And apparently Moxie's on the run for him from the Knicks, so we're harbouring a fugitive from justice. Apart from that, everything else is triff. And Barry says, blimey, what have I got myself into? And Neville says, well, Moxie's business isn't, su uh, uh, isn't such the problem now that we're working. And Oz says, now that we're not working. And Oz says, nah, nay graft, nay ticket, nay bother, eh, Den? And, um, you know, Oz just, again, trying to blame Dennis, trying to blame it all on Dennis. And anyway, Bomber comes back and he says, well, there is no Moxie problem. And, and he says, and Dennis says, well, he's, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's buggered off. His bed's not been slept in and his, all his tools are gone. And Oz says, aye, aye. He says, what was it that he said last night? I kind of compromised you, Dennis, wasn't it? Well, he hasn't, has he? He's pissed off to keep you in the clear. And Wayne, quite rightly, says, oh, knock it off, Oz. And he said, and Oz says, what? He says, Den didn't drive him away, did he? And Oz straight away, the victim, he says, are you, are you trying to say I did? Neville says, nobody did. He says, he just didn't want to implicate any of us. You've got to respect him for that. And Wayne says, look, maybe he's going to turn himself in. And, and Dennis says, keep your voices down, will you? He says, look, I know one thing. I just hope he doesn't get collared on the way back to the Nick because they'll not believe he was on his way back. Barry's like, poor old Mox, all alone at night. It's bitter out, you know. And never says, I wonder where he is now, probably sleeping rough. Well, says, I ah, probably curled up in some bloody ditch, scared stiff, frozen stiff. And Barry, straight away, the vulture, Barry the vulture, yeah. head. he goes, I think it's terrible. He goes, still, Dexy's drink. He goes, as he's gone, I may as well have his bed. And everyone <laughs> turns to stare at Barry and thinks, well, that's a bit mercenary of Barry. And he just, well, there's no point in paying for an extra single room, is there? Wow. And thus ends the episode with Barry being the vulture. So yeah. the credits. So on this particular um, episode, we have uh, Brian Pringle, who played Arthur Pringle, is gets a single credit. So uh, Arthur. Uh, so uh, Ali Fraser got a single credit last week, but this week. He has got a dual credit with um, him and Malcolm Hallwood. Next is Howard Radcliffe and Helen Bellamy. Then D.I. Morris, D.S. Lawrence, Punchin and Big Baz, and Sergeant Ives, Fiona, the Maitre D, and Clarkson all get themselves a little bit of a credit. So, yes, here we go. We are, um, uh, we've sort of set up the premise now that, um, you know, we've found out who Arthur Pringle is, the non-too-jovial uh, host. 
the Basil Fawlty of... Uh, yeah. And they've laid the groundwork for Ali Fraser getting into trouble. So we are now looking forward to how the storyline is going to develop. So next week is episode four of series two, and we will see more exciting things happen with a young Arthur Pringle and, um, and, uh, and other people do enter. So if any of our listeners or viewers have anything to comment about this episode, we welcome your feedback. So please do email us with your feedback, constructive criticism, and or abuse or praise on our again at gmail.com. Uh, please do follow us on Instagram uh, at our again podcast. Please do follow us on Twitter at Alphagain. Please do like and share the Facebook page among your friends, Alphagain Again Podcast. And please do uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alphagain Again Podcast, and click that bell. That will help us with the algorithm and spread the word of the podcast. Um, and remember, please do um, listen on audio, if that is your thing, on all good podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Breaker, and many more. Um, uh, new episodes are released every Friday at 10 a.m. Our theme music is composed and performed by Lee Dosky. And uh, please, we ask, please, please, please do like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, we are sponsored by Top Gun Tattooing, number 12, the Harris Arcade in Reading, uh, topguntattoo.co.uk, audible 1899686667, and you get a 20% discount if you speak to Zach and you say to Zach, Halloween and shite man. And remember, oh, we forgot to say it at the beginning, I think. Remember, free Neville. Neville and Naughty. Fucking hell, I must have got distracted, George. I must have got distracted. Didn't oh. you see you were heading up this way in the week? Are you going to pop up? Well, yeah, up to you, or early next week, whatever you want. Yeah, 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 pop up, pop up. I'm, yeah, I'm ready. In fact, um, yeah, early next week, pop up, yeah. and uh, and we can go for a steak, and uh, and we can get you yeah, yeah. a tattoo booked in. <laughs> How does that sound? That okay. sounds good. And don't forget, we are doing the giveaway of... The genuine signed picture copy of the Magnificent Seven in Arizona. So if you would like to own this genuine signed picture copy of the um, of the people in Arizona, then please do go to the um, social media platforms. You need to follow us on social media, like the post, tag three friends and share the post as described earlier. So that is it for today's episode. And um, we will be back next week with episode number 17 of the podcast. Oh. Will be episode, uh, which will be for series two, episode four. But until then, young George. Yeah. Auf Zen. Auf Zen. Oh, uh, yeah, man, man, man. All out of options, nothing to choose. Sign up to Sky, but I don't want to pay. I've been on furlough since May. <laughs> now I'll go and listen to a company at a job.